Goosebumps number 56, The Curse of Camp Cold Lake by R.L. Stein. Last one in is a rotten ghost. Sink or sink. Camp is supposed to be fun, but Sarah hates Camp Cold Lake. The lake is gross and slimy, and she's having a little trouble with her bunkmates. They hate her. So Sarah comes up with a plan. She'll pretend to drown. Then everyone will feel sorry for her. But things don't go exactly the way Sarah planned. Because down by the cold, dark lake, someone is watching her. Stalking her. Someone with pale blue eyes and a see-through body. Listener beware, you're in for a scare. Nice kids. Welcome to Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery, and this is my brother, Daniel Montgomery. I have been, since we have started this podcast, I have been waiting for tonight. Waiting for tonight. Oh. Wow. You would be This book, you guys, this is, this is maybe my top, it's definitely my top five, maybe, and maybe, maybe, and mayhaps maybe, number top three for me. It's 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 pure gold. The reason why I love this book, one of the many reasons why I love this book so much, is because it is so scary, y'all. It's so scary, but I found myself cackling so many times. Mm. Just cackling like a witch because it is it is that it is that ultimate thing. It's that bitch. <laughs> it's it's that thing. It's that thing that gets me about Goosebumps books where it is it's just it's 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 my brain. It's my brain in book form. Are you guys ready to have the time today? It just I wish it were th- I wish I were at Camp Cold Lake right now. I absolutely love everything about this book. I love it so much and I've hyped it, hyped it, hyped it up in my brain and I think it lived up to the hype, you guys. I I read it every few years. It had been a little while. So it was a real decadent treat to read this book again. You know, I've only read this one probably 3 times. What? I know. And do what? Sopora I found such joy living in the moment in the book, not exactly remembering where every, like, twist and turn was going to go. Yeah, twist and turns, Peanut. And it is just, it is is just a joy. So let's talk about it. Well, really quick, I just wanted to say one thing um, about uh, The Blob That Ate Everyone, which was our last episode. Um, Out of curiosity, after... Um, I we finished our episode. I just like Googled the um, the curse of camp cold. Like true, I Googled our YouTube's um, the blob they ate everyone, and I found this like kids project or like this like school project or like home movie thing where these kids tried to like you know with their straight up iPhones or or home movie cameras with like 
cameos from their teachers. They're probably like in fifth grade, tried to recreate um, the blob they ate everyone. And Daniel didn't find it as charming as I did. I didn't. But I I just thought it was really fun. And these kids use like a pink towel and wrap it over themselves. And that's the blob. And it made me think of me and Daniel when we were kids because we would always like try to recreate movies and make our own movie. There was one time when we we, we were living in New Jersey. We either moved to New Jersey or was the apartment in North Carolina. But I remember we like tried to shoot, make this movie I think it was one in North Carolina, like the killer teddy bear or something like oh, that. Oh, yes. That was when, yes, that was and we in tried North to, Carolina. We basically were trying to just shoot our own episode of a Goosebumps television episode. With a killer teddy bear. With a killer teddy we bear. Made Ro- we gave Rosemary lines that she had to say. We did. And like there was a part where either the teddy bear or you or I fell off the balcony. And like the, we tried to like do camera tricks to make it look like we were falling and hitting the ground. So much fun. See, that's what made me think of it. And that's why I liked watching these, like, kids. Yeah, it was, it was cute. Anyway, was I just thought that was cool, and that was cute. I, I also came across a real treat when I YouTube The Curse of Camp Cold Lake. Oh, yes. Because there is an audiobook version, but you guys, it's just this woman speaking in this monotone voice for, like, two and a half hours, and she has, like, a really strong accent. So the whole it's thing's a robot. like... Yeah, it's like... The Curse of Camp Kudlik by Otto Stein. And like, it's, it's, a, it's a robot. It's so much fun to listen to her robot voice. The Curse of Camp Cold Lake. Goosebumps by R.L. Stein. Yes, I think I, I, I also list, I listened to the whole audiobook, by the way. Yeah, same. And I saw that there were other audiobooks as well. Of that same wom- woman robot? I, I, I would like to believe that's true. What's so funny, you guys, is as we'll, we're, we're going to get to the book in mere moments, but one of the characters in the book's name is Jan. And whenever, <laughs> yes, this whenever is this audiobook, whenever Jan was at the end of a sentence, like it's like, and then I touched Jan, period. For some reason, the pre- computer program that was like made to create this audiobook, Jan, period, would always become January. So it'd be like, I touched January, and then it would like keep going. So sometimes Jan's name is Jan, sometimes it's January. Hi. I'm Janice, she said. She had a raspy, hoarse voice. Everyone calls me January. Jan had a nice smile. And also, when someone's going like, oh, or ah, like screaming, so it's like A-A-A-A-A, or like O's, O-O's. So the woman would be like, and then Sarah screamed, and it's like, it does this really funny robot thing. No. Oh, no, I murmured. How could I fall for such a dumb trick? No, I totally lost it. No, a frightened wail escaped my throat. No, no, no. Oh, it was so funny. It was just like I'll I'll insert clips of it because it just makes me makes me giggle, makes me tickle. There is no television episode for this book, unfortunately, which kind of makes sense though because it's kind of a difficult one to pull off. I'd like to talk about at the end of this episode why it was not a TV episode. Got you. Because and I think. I think there are some important things about why I believe it's not a TV episode. As with, um, kind of has become like the summer, um, I just want to talk about this book in context of the series. There's been um, a few, the last few summers that these books have come out, there have been camp ones. We have Welcome to Camp Nightmare, we've had the Horror Camp Jelly Jam, we've had Ghost Camp, and now we have the Curse of Camp Cold Lake. So we've had um, Camp Night Moon, um, King Jelly Jam Sports Camp, and then Camp Spirit Moon. Is that correct? 
I believe that's correct. Yeah, and so, but one thing I like about this camp book so much is it's not really demented things that are wrong with, like, the campers or, like, the people in charge there. It's, like, something that's happening kind of at the camp, but for the most part, it's, like, kind of like a normal camp experience where it's, like, your friends are your friends, the counselors are the counselors, your parents sent you to a legit camp, there's just, like, some weird, scary ghost shit that starts to happen. But it's not like, I can't trust them, they're really dead, or it's like, there's no phone that work you know like there's like a lot there's less of that stuff and it's more of an authentic camp experience and the last few books that we've gotten especially in the 50s here have been weird wacky whack your mind ones where it's like there's a blob there's like you know um i can fly you know there's a giant chicken like all that kind of stuff and this just dials it all back and just gives you guys a cl- it a gives classic you a classic ghost story. like 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 for your nerve ghost story boots the house down it's just like everything you want from a summer camp ghost story Goosebumps! Look, not to mention, and I know I'm just like I'm just like giving to you guys right now because I'm so excited and I'm feeling it. This Goosebumps cover it might be my favorite cover of the entire series. It's a very sexy cover. Daniel was so sweet, you guys, to buy me a pin. That's the cover of this book, and it's been the background of my computer and the background of my phone. And I've been sleeping next to this book every night for the last few weeks, and I love it so 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 much. I'd like to have a quick shot. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you gonna? I'll just say if you guys don't know what the cover of The Curse of Camp Cold like looks like, Google it literally right now. And you will understand why I won't shut up, won't shut up at how much I love it. So I would like to give a quick shout out to Creepy Company. They have uh, work. We have gotten so much um, amazing stuff um, from them. We'll I'm be getting even, swag. I'm even wearing a Goosebumps t-shirt right now. That's the Ghost Bay shirt. And so Matthew's I'm wearing, wearing the Welcome Dead House one. Yes, and geez, this... they uh, they have asked previously fans which covers or which books they like the most. And I and one of the ones I recommended was The Curse of Camp Cold Lake. And they made that pin. And I bought that pin. And I gave it to Matthew as a prez. That's right. <laughs> so the cover of the book is. Buy stuff from Creepy Company. It's their stuff is really quality. I it's really, really like it. Really great. And, um, the last couple of boxes that that, that they've sent uh, comes with a pen that say this pen is haunted. Fright rags and cavity colors have some good stuff too. That's true. It's very true. But my heart is with Creepy Company. Same. Um, so the cover of this book is it's a foggy um, lake and there's like you know foliage behind it with a sun setting. But peeking out from the water is a Peaky gorgeous blinders. woman skeleton. How do we know that she's a woman? Well, as her as she, she's nose up, peeking out of the water with her long hair matted down and her smooth white stone bone uh, skeleton forehead, she's got blue eyes that are bloodshot and long eyelashes coming out. <laughs> I know it's truly, undeniably gorgeous. It's kind of stupid, but I mean that in the best way possible, and I love it so 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 much, and you know, you know, if you want to freak your friends out and also feel deeply sensual, have this as the background on your phone. Oh, I, I completely agree. It's been the background of my phone for a while now, and I'm going to be very sad to replace it. I know. I know the best. my best friend's Invisible is next, and it's just not, nothing oh, Nothing will be as sexy as the cover of Curse of Camp Cold Lake no, for the I, rest of the series. I can verify that this has easily been my most sensual phone background wallpaper. Yes, and this will be... Um, I think this is the last of a couple of the really, really great... Goosebumps books from the original series. Yes, because we're winding down. We got less than 10 left. Yeah, we only have a handful left. And, 
you know, he saved some of the best for last, including this one. So, Daniel, will you tell the children about this book? So, this book came out in June 1997. Get ready for that summer, beginning of summer 97 for your nerves. Yes. Feel the heat. Feel 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 the sweat. Feel the flames. Time to go to camp, bitch. The Our protagonist is Sarah Moss. You heard me. Her last name is spelled M-A-A-S, which I can only understand to be Moss. Yeah, I knew a John Haas, and that's how he spelled it. Oh, then that explains it. Yes. She's tall and skinny and gorgeous. Um, she's just tall and skinny. And her dad calls she's so tall and skinny, her dad calls her grasshopper. No, she hates that. She's not thrilled about going to water sports camps. Now Same. Camp Cold Lake is specifically a water sports camp. You got me? You feel me? All about the lake, all about the water sports. She's like, I don't know why I'm going. I don't like sports. Yes, I don't honey. like water this lake and i definitely don't like sweating and her parents are like no sarah it will give you confidence and help you make new friends poor sarah poor grasshopper sarah it's not the easiest for her to make friends and she kind of puts her foot in her mouth a whole lot but a whole lot hopefully this summer she'll find her best friend and you have your friends and then then you have your your best friends. friends i forgive you but i'll never forget her brother Aaron is 11 years old. It's her younger brother. So yeah, as always, we have uh, you know a younger brother who's with us going to camp with the Goosebumps books, and the little brother's way more popular. And he is so amped about going to sports camp. He uh, uh, water sports camp. He is ready. He makes all kinds of friends immediately. And she's like, Why can't I be like Aaron? And they uh, the first chapter is they're already on the bus on the way. They arrive. And a bunch of dark green t-shirted counselors greet them and they take them to their cabins. And Sarah's like, oh, gosh, I hope this isn't terrible. And then Sarah gets to her cabin. And as soon as she walks in, she can't believe what she sees. And so she screams, oh, no, no way. (laughs) And the reason why she's screaming, you guys, is because the only available bunk is one on the top next to a window with no screens. No, please. She screams, no, I can't sleep next to a window with no screens. And her bunkmates stare back at her like, bitch. She has three bunkmates. There's one who's a blonde girl with a ponytail. She's got dark blue eyes, red cheeks and a raspy hoarse voice and her name is Janice or Jan Janry and there's another girl named Meg Meg is a chubby girl with brown hair she's got I love that Sarah describes her as as saying she has squirrel cheeks out to here and she's wearing red and blue braces and And then then your third bunkmate is an African American girl Brianna with cornrows and beads and y'all sometimes you can hear those beads a clicking and a clacking um she's so devastated and so mortified to be sleeping next to a screenless window that she says no you guys you have to trade bunks with me you have to and as soon as she says that a sandy haired counselor named Richard immediately pops in and is like is everything okay guys and Sarah's like, oh, I, I can't sleep on the top, but by the window because of the, I can't, the bugs and. And Richard's like, uh, uh. He's like, will someone switch? Will someone switch so the baby doesn't have to sleep up there? He's like, Brianna, will you switch? And you can tell y'all that Brianna does not want to switch, but reluctant she's, she's like, okay. Brianna, would you trade beds with Sarah? I told him. Would you trade bunks with Sarah? Richard Hust, Brianna. You see, Brianna and Meg are best friends, sort of, and they were at camp together last year, and they're like, oh, we really wanted to, like, bunk together and, like, have corresponding bunks. Let's go bunk. She's like, so I guess I can switch, whatever. And then Sarah feels so embarrassed that she made such a big deal about it. And she continues to make a terrible first impression. Oh, Sarah. They're like, they're like, so what, you know, what are you doing here? Like, are you excited about camp? She says, no, I hate swimming. And they're like, why did you come to a water sports camp? 
and she's like, uh, uh yeah, my, my, my parents, I guess. And Meg's like, oh man, like I'm happy to be here, but I wish I'd lost all that weight over the past year that I like, what, what? She what is it? No, she she wishes she she lost weight since last summer, but oh, she didn't right. lose as much weight as she was hoping that she would. She's you know as we said she's kind of chubby, but she was like, and I'm and I didn't grow at all. I'm still so short. And then Sarah, like without even thinking about it, goes, "I'm the tallest girl in my school." And Meg goes, "Oh boo hoo! Would you rather be a shrimp like me?" And Sarah says, "Yeah, probably not." And then Meg's like, oh, cool. And Sarah's like, oh, I'm saying all the wrong things. <laughs> and she's like, I guess I'll unpack. So she grabs a bag and Jan goes, that's my bag. And, and Sarah, Sarah goes, goes no, no, it's mine. It is mine. See, I'll show you. She opens the bag and the co- the bag is literally filled to the brim with medicine bottles and inhalers. <laughs> and they spill out all over the floor. And Jan goes, see, that is my bag. And Sarah's like, oh, it, it looks just like my bag. And Jan's like, great. I didn't want anybody to know that I had this, you know, had asthma. asthma. And Sarah's like, I- I'm so- sorry. She's why don't you, and Jan says, why don't you just announce it to the whole camp then? I told you it was my backpack, Jan snapped. Meg bent down and picked up an inhaler for January. Having asthma is nothing to be ashamed of, she told January. Maybe I like to keep some things to myself, Jan snapped. And <laughs> Sarah says, oh, I felt sick. Really sick. So like within like the span of like one minute, she like totally mortifies Jan. She she in- totally insults Meg and then she fucks up Brianna's whole summer. And for some reason, this type of this type of stuff, I feel like would normally frustrate me and feel like, oh, gosh, no, like, uh, you're making the wrong impression, but I just couldn't stop cackling. Yes, there's something about, I was about, loving like, it. rereading these books this time around where stuff that used to really bug my bug now I think is absolutely hilarious. So it, that night, there's the, you know, the first night there's a campfire, and Sarah's feeling super lonely, doesn't know anyone. She looks over and, and sees that that Aaron seems to be having an absolute blast. Of course. made tons of friends. And Richard, who is the head counselor... Is trying to get every, tries to get everybody's attention, like, hey guys, hey guys, a log like cracks in the fire and like spooks Sarah. And then she feels a hand on her shoulder and she screams, and it's just Meg and um it's Meg and Brianna. And they're like, hurry, run, run. You have to run. Someone put fireworks in the fire the campfire and it's gonna blow. It's gonna blow. Run. So Sarah gets up and runs, screaming, and then she turns around and sees that nobody's following her, that everybody's laughing at her, and it was just a joke of uh-huh. mean joke. <laughs> 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 they got her. And she's like, she tries to laugh it off, but she starts to tear up a little bit because she's so, so embarrassed. And Aaron like comes up to her and is like, hey, why don't you let it go? It's just a stupid joke. Pull it together. And Sarah's that like, makes gosh. Sarah really mad. She she gets really steamed when Aaron acts like her older brother. Fuck you. But he does that a lot. Aaron, a, a lot of the book is like, hey, like, just calm down and be chill. Like, don't stress, girl. And it really steams her. So she <laughs> makes her way back to the fire. The fire. I love that Aaron has to run and like grab her, and takes and and Richard's talking a bunch. He introduces a woman named Liz, and I, I, I guess Liz is very sexy because like a lot of the guys hoot and holler and say she's awesome. I absolutely love this, and I like this is like. This is like R.L. Stein goosebumps speak. When you want to say someone is an asshole or someone's a douchebag, you just say jerk. Jerk is like the most thing you can say. If you want to say someone's hot as fuck and like, and 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 Sexy. fire ass and like super hot 
instead of saying any of that stuff like sexy to boot instead you just say awesome she's so awesome and she's really awesome looking and Sarah's I like I love that Sarah's like and she Sarah's like Liz, Liz seemed like the kind of girl who knew she looked awesome she wears tight denim cutoffs same has a dark blue midriff top same and frizzy red hair a ding 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 dunk. So she says, she's here to, to talk about the water rules. And you guys, there are 20 rules that you need to follow when in the water. And those rules will be on your beds when you get back to your bunks. Memorize them. Love. Awesome, Liz. And she's like, you need to know all of them. And Richard kind of, Richard's kind of like a jokester, but Liz is very serious. And so she explains all the rules. She says the most important rule is the buddy system. Even if you're only getting into the water in, with into your ankle, up to your ankles, you must have a buddy. You've got to have a buddy. And uh, then they sing the camp song. Would you sing the Camp Cold Lake song for me, Matthew? Um, well, here's the thing. We never get the full song. Sarah is feeling left out because everyone joins in on the campfire song, at the camp song at the end of the campfire. Night and she, moons for big guys. She tries to follow along, and she couldn't catch all the words, but she, peaked, she picked up pieces of the song like, Wetter is better, and get in the swim, show us your vigor and vim. And then here's the big, the hook. Sing it with me, Daniel. Every son and every daughter should be in the water. The cold, cold water of Camp Cold Lake. Wetter is better. Get in the swim. Show your vigor and vim. Every son and daughter should be in the water. The cold, cold water of Camp Cold Lake. Daniel, can you sing for me? Camp Cold Lake. Sure. <clears throat> Camp Cold Lake. Camp Cold Lake. Camp Cold Lake. It seems like something o- ominous is going to happen with this camp. And maybe it will, but it won't. And every son and every daughter should get in the water. The cold, cold water of Camp Cold Lake. It's all about the water here. Richard makes the final announcements. and Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Ooh, why is that song so good? That song's awesome. Under the Sea? Yeah, that song has a lot of awesome references about awesome, awesome stuff. Richard makes the final announcements of the night. Brianna and Meg come over and say, Hey, I'm really sorry. Hey, why don't we have a fresh start? Yeah, a fresh start. That's what we need. And then Brianna slaps Sarah on the back. It's like, no hard feelings, right? But then Sarah notices that everyone is staring at her, and she feels something wriggling inside her little shirt. Something wriggling and a tiggling. And she reaches under her shirt and pulls out a long, nasty snake. Can you guys fucking believe this? What is this? Jumanji, welcome to the jungle? She freaks out and pulls the snake out it's a long long black shoelace like snake nightmares for weeks everyone freaks out aaron has to come over again and say hey sarah calm down it's just a little snake isn't that so scary try to get my father to pronounce the word jumanji sarah storms back off to the cabin and is like you know what forget this and she's so steamed that when she gets she realizes she's lost she gets off the path i love this like running away dramatically from the campfire he says jumani and forgets the second j she, and then she realizes she's stuck in quicksand. And it's like, oh no, oh no. But then she realizes there's no such thing as quicksand because she had learned that in school that year. Are you guys ready for the most terrifying sequence in any Goosebumps book ever and will give you nightmares for your nerves? 
I really can't wrap my brain around this. She realizes she's just in sticky mud, but in the sticky mud must have been a spider's nest because they spiders crawling all around in that mud. Hold on. I'm going to walk out of the room and scream at the top of my lungs. Okay. I, I, I'll be right behind you. Okay. I'll be right behind you. 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 She starts to whack them away with her flashlight, which I guess she has. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, I have a wonderful idea. And she decides she's going to um, open the flashlight, unscrew it, and take out the battery and scoop up a bunch of spiders and put them in her flashlight. This is the kind of crazy stuff that doesn't make any sense about like, Goosebumps book. Straight up, fuck that. I'll see you in hell, Billy. It's like it's like um, throwing like, bees. Yes, like throwing bees, and you can't scare that's me. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's exactly like throwing bees. I know, bitch. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. But this is so scary. There's snakes and spy dudes. So she's like, I'm gonna use the spiders to get back at Brianna and Meg. So she get. P- shoves a bunch of spiders in her in her can and gets back on the path and gets back to the cabin and empties half of the spiders in Meg's bed and the you other half in Brianna's evil bed. Bitch. That's like pr- that's pretty extreme. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard of and uh it's it's a crime. So Jan shows up very quickly and she's like, "Oh, hey." And and Sarah's like, "Oh, uh, hi." She's, "Well, um Cool. So, uh, what are you doing tomorrow? And Jan's like, uh, Sarah's like, oh, I signed up for canoeing. And Jan's like, oh, me too. That's cool. Canoes, canoes, canoes. As we were doing, as we were recording this, it's making me really, really think of Adam's family values a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Attention. Hey, listen up, everybody. I'm Gary Granger. And I'm Becky Martin Granger. We're the owners and directors here at Camp Chippewa, America's foremost facility for privileged young adults. And we're all here to learn, to grow, and to just plain have fun! Because that's what being privileged is all about! And Brianna and Meg show up, and they kind of tease Sarah for being such a, a, a dumb head at at the meeting and after lights out both brianna get up and start screaming it bit me it bit me and they slap at their arms and backs and start screaming and jan turns on the light and said i know what bit you i saw sarah i saw sarah she put spiders in your bed i saw what she was doing and part of me is like jan why don't you say something immediately why don't you let me just get stitches yeah that's a really good point you know who also gets stitches people who get fucking spider bites that's too scary i hate that i'm never sleeping again so Meg and Brianna have to go to the nurse to make sure the bites aren't poisonous. Wow. And Sarah's like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. She sits alone at breakfast the next morning. And she's like really shoved her foot like all the way down her throat by this point. Yeah. And at canoeing the next morning, Liz is like, everybody needs a buddy. So everybody buddies up and Sarah doesn't have one. And she's like, Jan, do you want to... And Jan doesn't want, does not want to be your buddy. I wouldn't either. And Liz is like, are you two buddies? You and, you, you and, you and, you and, um, you Sarah? and Jan, you and, and Sarah's like, I, I, I want to be your buddy, but she doesn't want to be mine. And Jan's like, cool, Sarah, super cool. So Liz is like, you guys can be a pair. And they're like, oh God. And as they're like, they're sort of like getting into the canoe or whatever. Jan says stuff like, watch it. You're such a clot, Sarah. Bitch. 
And so canoe- canoeing doesn't get off to a great start with the two of them. They get up pretty far. Also, we didn't really describe the lake. The lake itself oh, yes. is it's not cold. The, <laughs> it's super cold, Avi. But the way that Sarah describes it is it's kind of like slimy and gross. And a lot of like the descriptions of Camp Cold Lake, it doesn't sound like a sunny, perfect camp. A lot of time there's clouds rolling over the sky. And it's like they have to get up early when it's cold. And it's like mushy, mush, dark green, mossy slime water. Yeah, definitely think, like, woodsy, like, dirty lake. Like, for your nerve. And less, like, sunny, like, lovely, beachy, like, archery. It's more just, like, we're at a cold lake and everything's cold. Beach, please. (laughs) So they get out pretty far, and once they get out to, like, the middle of the lake, Jan starts to, stands up and starts rocking the canoe, and then looks Sarah dead in the eye and says, Goodbye, Sarah. You ruined my summer. Now everyone knows how I I have asthma, and they won't let me go on this six-day canoe trip, and you're messing everything up for Meg and Brianna. Bitch! And, and Sarah's like, I'm sorry, but stop rocking the canoe. I'm not a good swimmer. We're so far from the shore. And Jan utters a disgusted groan, flips her hair back and forth, raises her arms over her head, and starts bending her knees and kicks off hard. Bye, bitch. Sounds like You're me on, on the dance own, floor. <laughs> yes. Yes, God. And she leaps off the into the water. The canoe starts rocking, and it flips over, and it's so freezing cold. And Sarah struggles to catch her breath on the surface and hold onto the canoe. And she can't see Jan anywhere, and she starts screaming. But then she sees Jan swimming back towards the shore and she's like oh she must be going to get help and she sees Jan tell Liz something and and like they both start waving their hands at her and she's like she must be telling Liz that I need to be saved and that I can't swim and like a crowd forms on the shore and Liz comes out in another canoe and saves Sarah and Sarah before Sarah could say thank you Liz goes why did you tip the canoe over on purpose Jan told us you tipped the canoe over on purpose. It's dangerous. How could you do that? And she's like, no, but I, it was, and I, uh." And Liz has to hold a special, long, boring meeting with a slideshow that night to go over all the 20 water safety rules again, all because of Sarah. Uh, Sarah Moss. So Sarah sits on the side of the room and is miserable, and all the campers stare angrily at her. And to me, it's hilarious. Yes, it's so funny to me. So Sarah gets this awesome idea. Yeah, it's a really awesome idea for a real jerk. So she pulls Aaron out of the mess hall at dinner, down to the lake, and she says, listen, I've got a plan. My plan is I'm going to run away. And I'm, run away. Run away if you, you want to survive. Run away into the woods and then find a town and then call our parents to come pick me up. Ooh, what a great plan. And Aaron's like, come on, Sarah, don't be kidding around. And like like that, he kind of like kind of start like like joking around with each other. And Sarah's like, "I'm not joking around. I'm serious." And she gets so mad that she shoves him into the lake, and he gets covered in the thick muck. And he's like, "What are you doing? You crazy bitch! Stop! You just threw me to the lake." And she said, "Great. Now my brother's mad at me." And then she she runs off into the woods again and says to herself, "Tomorrow I'm gonna have a different plan. Tomorrow I'm going to show them all." Dun 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 dun. Welcome to Deadcast is bought to you by... <laughs> so, Doesn't that seem like a part where we take a break and like have a commercial? Yes, it definitely does. But we are not sponsored. The only thing we're trying to advertise is this dick. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. So we don't know what that plan is unless we've read the back of the book. Uh-huh. And 
And the next afternoon is free swim. And Sarah doesn't have no buddy. What else is no? And Liz is like, hey, why don't you get into the water? And Sarah's like, I don't have no buddy. And Liz is like, all right, <sighs> here's what we'll do. I'm going to stay by the shore, and I'm going to watch you. Be very careful, okay? Gosh. Even though we just had two meetings about this because of you, Sarah, I'm going to let you go into the lake without a buddy. So... She gets into the water. The lake is cold and slimy and covered in gnats. It's nasty. And she's oh. like, oh, God. But she swims and swims because it's part of her plan. And Aaron sort of, like, pops up out of the water and spits water in her face. Like, <laughs> and she sees that Brianna and Megan, everybody's playing. And they're all laughing. And she says to herself, they won't all be laughing in a few minutes. You guys, you know what her plan is? I mean, you, you probably already do. But her plan is to dive deep, deep to the bottom of the lake and hold her breath for as long as she can and make everyone think that she drowned And she can really hold her breath for a very long time because, she, you see, she plays the flute. The skin flute. And this is such a great plan because when, when everybody thinks she has died, they will feel sorry for her and then want to be her friend. Yes. It, oh, it's always worked for me. So... So, so she's like, all right, cool. So here we go. What a great plan. I have to say that this sequence where she drowns herself is very well written, and I really enjoyed reading it. Me too. It made me kind of want to drown myself. Yes. I, I could I have, use some more friends. I know. I don't have any friends, so I'm going to drown myself. So she takes a deep breath and dives down, down. And she starts sinking down, 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 down. And she opens her eyes when she reaches the, the the mushy bottom, and she sees that everything's all sparkly green, like she inside of an emerald. Wow, that sounds a gorgeous. And she lets herself float to the surface after she holds her breath for as long as she can, and she thinks, "Wow, I can't wait to have to have so many best friends after this." Is literally a line in the book. She's about how, how excited about how many best friends she'll have after this. So she's when gonna float. I was reading this part. Body. Continue. When I was reading this part. I was taking a bath, and I put the book down to the side of the bath, and I stuck my head under the water, and I saw how long I could hold my breath. I'm so glad you didn't drown. I know, but now I'm so alone. Her chest burns, but she keeps floating, keeps her arms really loose, and her legs stiff. This is a great guide for young kids to learn how to act dead. Yeah, welcome to Dead Lake. She's like, well, they must be calling for help by now. They must see my dead body, but she hears nothing or no Yeah, so she, like, sinks all the way down, and then she lets her body slip back up until she knows that she's, like, floating on the surface with her head down and her hair flopping around like she did. Yes, and she feels like her chest is about to burst, but she's like, I gotta keep holding my breath. And dizziness starts to take over her as she lets out literally all the air that she can. And she feels that her legs and arms start to ache, and she starts seeing bright yellow spots, like these lights dancing in her vision. And then she realizes her whole body is burning and tingling and tingling and burning, and then snap, everything all of a sudden gets very cold. Do you think this is one of the reasons why this is not a television episode? Because they can't have a scene of an episode of TV where a little kid is trying to drown themselves? I'll tell you why this is not a TV episode. That is part of it. I think the other part of it is because, I would like to believe, is because we can't have a, a, a children's TV episode where the protagonist tries to get friends by faking suicide. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely think that's like, well, well, we can't do that. Yeah. You know, like showing people, how, like 
it's just I just don't think you can do it. Yeah, I just really don't. Fourteen reasons why the yellow lights start are that are swirling get brighter and brighter as bright as flashlights, and she starts uh, spotlights even. She starts to shudder from all the cold, and water starts to fill her mouth. She starts swallowing it, and she tries to desperately force her heavy head up, but her head's too heavy to force up out of the water. But she manages to push through and push through those bright lights, and feels the water running down her hair and her face, and she comes to the surface. And she looks towards the shore, and she doesn't see no one. She doesn't see anybody. This this in the next sequence is so effective and frightening. I really love it. She 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 swims to the shore, and ev- literally everyone's gone. And she feels she realizes that she is so cold that she's gotten numb, and she cannot feel anything except her whole body is shivering as she's walking around wet in her belling suit and she starts to call out for help but she cannot even hear her own voice calling out for help and then she notices that all the trees aren't don't have like green leaves all of them they're bare like winter and as she makes her way towards the lodge she realizes well, there's, there's one other thing i wanted to point out um ah. she she not only is everybody gone but the can all the canoes have been stacked and put away like they haven't been used in many many months and like Matthew said, she starts to make way toward to the lodge, all the barren winter trees. It starts snowing. And she screams and screams for help but can't hear anything or anyone. And she, like, can't find any- There's no one in the cabins. There's no sheets, no mattresses in the bunks, no nothing. No one in the mess hall. Everything was backed up, barren and gray, gray, gray. Packed gray. up, barren and so gray. And Sarah's like, what is going on? She starts stumbling through the forest, and all of a sudden this gray mist and fog starts rolling through the trees. Made me think of Camp Spirit Moon. Yeah, bitch, you're standing on my heart. Then she hears a tiny, high, frail little girl's voice start Start singing. So she follows that voice, and it leads her to the steps of the lodge where this little girl is sitting, singing the the Cold Lake Camp song. And the girl's completely ignoring her. And this girl has long curls of white blonde hair that flow down the sides of her face. She's pretty delicate and pale. And she's wearing a sleeveless white t-shirt and white short shorts. And she's just staring straight into the sky, completely ignoring Sarah. Her head sort of tilting from side to side as she sings the song. And after the song is over, it's then that she snaps and notices Sarah and says, Hi, Sarah. I'm Della. I've been waiting for you. And then she uh, produces a white bathrobe for Sarah to wear and says, Here, put up, put this on. I can't, can't leave without, without my buddy. buddy. You'll be my buddy, won't you, Sarah? Sarah? I've waited so long for a buddy, Sarah. So long. And then she starts singing the camp song again. And Sarah, Sarah realizes that she can see right through her. And she says, Sarah, you're my buddy now. I need a buddy. Everyone in Camp Cold Lake needs a buddy. And Sarah goes, but, but. You can't be my buddy. You're, you're dead. And then Sarah realizes, oh no, she's dead. I must be dead too. And then Della starts to float above her on the stairs. And Sarah screams, no. And runs deep into the woods. And Della calls after her saying, please, please, I'm trapped here as a ghost. And I can't get to the other world without a buddy. You have to be my buddy. So Sarah starts running through the trees all the way to the lake. And she sees that Della is floating, following her, her eyes glowing with blue fire. And I'm touching myself because this is so sexy. Isn't this wild and crazy? This is like nasty, dirty, dark ghost stories. It's so scary. Sarah starts to panic. Her chest and head start to hurt really bad. She can't catch 
catch her breath, and she just sinks into the mud of the shore, like all the mud, everything turning to gray, fading to black. And she's dead again. And then she sees these tiny pinpricks of light swirling above her, and then they turn into one light, and that one bright light is is the sun. And she wakes up on the beach to Liz performing CPR on her nasty Awesome. So it was totally awesome. She chokes out some water and comes back to life. And she's so happy that she's alive and not dead with Della that she hugs Liz and hugs Aaron and hugs Brianna and Meg. And they're like, all right, girl, like, calm down. Liz is like, what happened? And Sarah's like, I, I can't explain it. And, and then over in the corner, Jan with her arms crossed said, she did it for attention. Now everyone has to be nice to her and say, poor Sarah. But Sarah didn't give a fuck, y'all, because she's so happy to be alive. So she's like, I'm not even trying to hear that. I'm just happy to be her Ote. So the nurse checks her out just like the nurse checked out Meg and Brianna's bug bites, spider bites. And Sarah takes a long nap and then comes to the campfire for dinner. And a voice, when she gets to the campfire, a voice calls at her and says, Sarah, Sarah, over here, sit by me. And she's like, have I made a friend? And she sees that it's Della. No. Sitting by herself on a log. No, she followed me. She followed me back from the dead. R.L. Stein points out pink evening shining through her body. And she says, please, Sarah, sit with me over here. Please be my buddy. And Sarah screams and says out loud, no, no, you're not here. You're a ghost. You don't belong here. I'm alive now. I'm alive. Don't you all see her? She's a ghost, but I'm alive. Another reason why I love this book so much. I had to do an audition recently where I had to come up with a monologue, so I just took that exact monologue and I did it. And I got the part, and I'm headed to work right now. I'm going to be famous. I love that. Uh, Liz and Aaron and Richard run over to check on her. They're like, girl, you're okay. There's no one there. What are you talking about? Well, you had a terrible shock. Maybe you're just so hungry that you're seeing things. And I'm like, girl, I've been there. Maybe it's these rusty old pipes. She's like, so she has some do- has some hot dogs. <laughs> like Ice- shovels, shovels, Icy cold dogs. She shovels down some dogs, and then they have a camp meeting. Richard speaks, and Liz talks about safety rules again because, you know, some girl drowned and it was Sarah. Richard says something really funny, though. He says, some campers joke that having so many rules here is the curse of Camp Cold Lake. And he says, but the buddy system isn't a curse. It is a blessing. And Sarah thinks she sees Della again, but it's just another girl. And she's just, like, freaking out, freaking out, freaking out. She's just hungry. Has some more dogs. And on the way back to her cabin, Aaron grabs her and is like, what was that all about? What was your big freakout about? Why'd you have a five-alarm freakout? And she's like, I I don't know. totally freakout. There's a girl, and she's... And he's like, what are you talking about? Sarah's like, you know what? I'm actually going to run away this time. And he's like, please don't do it, Sarah. If you do it, if if, if our parents come to pick you up, they're just going to pick me up too. Like, they're not going to take two trips. So, like, please don't make me leave. And Sarah goes, I'm not making any prom- promise me no promises. And then she runs back to the cabin. And when she gets to the cabin, it's clear that all the girls have been talking spank about her. And she's like, what? She's like, oh, hey, guys. And then they stop and then form a circle around her. And she's like, uh, uh, no. What are you going to do? This is such a Goosebumps R.L. Stein trope. Yes. A circle of kids surrounding the main character and just staring at them for a long time like they're going to, I don't know, smother them to death. I love it. And they get closer and closer and closer, and they're about to kill her when all of a sudden she they says, apologize. she says, what are you going to do? And they go, apologize. 
She's like, what? She says, yeah, I'm really sorry. Like, we, we didn't give you a fair shot. Why don't we all have a real fresh start this time? No snakes, no spiders, no fake drowning. No asthma. In fact, we can stay up late painting our nails. And they do. They paint their nails grape juice purple. Which I absolutely love. And Daniel's and I, our nails are painted grape juice purple right now. It's true. We painted them right before we recorded. And they're like a muddy, like, cartoonish purple jelly jam purple yes they look absolutely gorgeous and sarah falls asleep with a smile on her face and everything's perfect when all of a sudden she hears a voice whisper her saying i I thought you were my buddy why did you leave come with me sarah come with me sarah and then an icy hand grabs her shoulder and she thought you were my buddy and it was brianna and brianna says sorry you were having a Um, bad dream you were having a bad dream you were whimpering kinda and the next day these lights are blinding me kinda liz tells sarah over breakfast like hey girl You've been through it. You do not have to participate in the long distance swim today, which is halfway across the lake and back. Because you know you died yesterday. But um, after Brianna and Meg her and Jan, her new friends, say, you can do it, Sarah. She agrees. And Jan's like, e- I'll even be your buddy. They're like, cool. Thanks, Sarah's January. like, I will do it. Don't worry. Everything, everything's going to be fine. And they get into the lake for the long distance swim, and it's freezing. And Liz has all the girls line up two by two. And Jan and Sarah are second to swim. And when, I don't know, like Liz blows the whistle or something, they like go off to the race and they start swimming together. Jan and Sarah are pretty much keeping the same pace for a while. Jan's like a little ahead of Sarah, but um, soon Jan starts swimming very fast and like way ahead of Sarah. And she's like, keep up, keep up. Wait, you're my buddy. Slow down, Jan. What are you doing? The turning around point is Liz's boat in the middle of the lake. But Jan swims way past the boat. And Sarah's like, where are you going? Jan, come back. We don't have to go that far. Jan is swimming, swimming way past the boat. And Sarah calls out to her to turn around. And she sees Jan turn around. But it's not Jan. It's Della. Jan. I gasped. No. Not January. It wasn't January. It was Della. Oh no, so she's been swimming, following Della swimming this whole and time. And Della says, keep swimming farther and farther. You're my buddy now. And like, Della grabs her hard and her grip is surprisingly strong for a dead bitch. And Sarah manages to pull away and dive deep away from her and then back to the surface. And she sees Liz's boat and starts swimming furiously toward it and grabs the side of the boat. And hands pull her in and Liz pulls her onto the boat. And she sees that it's not Liz in the boat, it's Della in the boat. <laughs> and Della's pulling <laughs> I just, like, this is the type of stuff I love. Also, can we just talk about the name Della? And that's such a perfect little white blonde ghost girl name to have. It's so great. It's very thing. And Sarah screams and screams and screams. And and Della says, what's wrong, Sarah? You're okay. And then Sarah blinks and it's Liz. And Liz is like, what happened out there? And Jan pulls herself into the boat. She said, yeah. Um, did you did you hear me calling? Why did you swim away from me? I'm your buddy, remember? And she's like, yeah, Sarah, why'd you swim away? And then... So like all that whole sequence is very hilarious to me, and I really wish there were there were a TV episode of of just that moment. Yes, Sarah goes to Richard's office, who's very friendly, and he's like, "Listen, girl, you had a really bad shock. You went back into the water too soon." And Sarah goes, "Tell me about the girl who drowned." And Richard says, "I'm sorry." And Sarah goes, "I know someone drowned in the lake. Tell me who drowned." I know why all these rules are in place. I know about the buddy system. It's because someone died here. What is the line from um, What Lies Beneath? Oh. That I made us all do. You murder her, you son of a bitch. Wait, hold on. Let me see if I can find it on YouTube. You. You think you're smart, don't you? You think you got away with it. 
Well, I know you killed her, you murdering son of a bitch! Ooh. Don't give me that shit! Your wife! I'm sorry, she's very upset. I didn't kill my wife. Are you all right? <laughs> I just love it. You. You think you're smart, don't you? Don't give me that shit. That makes me want to skip all of our plans tonight and just watch What Lies Beneath. All right. It is so... What Lies Beneath is so fantastic. It's so good. I just love it so much. But What Lies makes, Beneath, that's a good alternate title for this book. Do you want to point true. out what the book title was in France? And also in the French version, this is book number 71. I wonder why that is. It's called Shivers in the Murky Water. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Shivers in the Murky Water. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, What Lies Beneath is another great... Like, would be a great title for this book. And I guess they have some things in common The in Curse of Camp Cold Lake is so satisfying because there's so many consonants. So many... Like the cuckoo the alliteration... That's what I'm thinking. Uh, the the K sound is you know is most effective in comedy and in alliteration and screams. Yes, bitch. So she's like, you. T- I know somebody killed, was murdered, or is drowned. You tell me who it is. And Rich says, I'm sorry, but no one has ever. None of our campers have ever drowned in the lake. I don't know what you're talking about. No one has ever drowned here. And then she turns around and sees Liar. Della standing at the door, and she said, "Someone did drown." And she's standing right there. Don't you give me that shit? She's standing right there. Don't you see her? And he says, "Yes, I see her." And she goes, "You do?" And he and- said, "Yes." If it makes you feel better, I'm gonna tell you that I see her standing right there. And so there's nobody is. And she's like, "All right, let's 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 all calm down and get out of here." He says, "You can take the next few days off and re- relax." And as he says that, Della mouths out the the words that he's saying. And she also like Della's fucking taunting Sarah, like sticking her tongue out and giggling, and sticking her butt out and giggling. And that moment is so so creepy and so wonderful to me that she's mouthing everything he's saying. I love it. I would love an adaptation of this book into a TV, TV episode or a movie that's exactly down to the last detail exactly it's this. my wildest dream I and mean, my nastiest so Sarah goes to lunch and she hears Della say behind her you'll always be my buddy and Sarah screams shut up shut up shut up leave me alone but of course she turns around and it's not Della there it's Brianna and Brianna says geez I was just gonna ask how you were doing you don't have to be so nasty and Sarah's like no I, I wasn't talking to you but I was t- I was talking to, to her, her, and she points at Della standing by the window, and Brianna just kind of looks at the window, and the strangest expression comes across her face. Uh-huh. Cut to Sarah learning how to water ski. Yeah, she's like taking advice to distract her the fact that she's died and she's being haunted by a little dead girl. Everyone's giving her like advice and says, you need to like practice something that's like really hard for you. Yeah, she, so you she, can like she, learn, she, learn a new skill so you can get distracted so you can focus on that. Right, so she, yeah, she had the option of either staying inside and reading books and... Or, like, learning something completely new and challenging. And so she said, well, staying inside and reading the book is too dangerous because she has no protection from Della. So and she's like, also, like, you know, two and a half sentences, maybe that of, of the sequence of her training to, like, learn how to water ski. Right. And so she's water skiing. And she gets the All hang of, of it. She gets the hang of it pretty quickly in that. And she's, like, water skiing. And, like, a person is, you know, driving her around in the lake. And she's skiing. And she's like, this isn't so bad. And then she sees that the driver is 
Della. No. She's like, no, 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 no. And Della is like swerving the boat wildly and crazily. And Sarah's like hanging on to the tow rope for dear life. She's where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? No, help me, please. And Della's hair is like flying wildly in the wind. She's grinning evilly. And Sarah just decides to let go of the rope. This is so crazy and so much fun. It's wild. I love it. Sarah lets go of the rope and her like life vest sort of like keeps her afloat. And she watches as the boat turns and comes back around and heads straight towards her. Oh no, the boat's going to run her over and it's going to to kill Sarah and then it's there and Donald be buddies forever. So she tries to like dive down to escape like the boat that's gonna cut her in half but the she's stuck in her vest and she tries to pull it off and pull it over her head but she can't she can't she can't. Cause that vest is fucking disgusting. And the and the boat the boat is coming closer and closer but it's too late and then this is how what Arlstein as Sarah points out and then it was too late as the whirring motor blades sliced off my head. The end of the book. Oh my gosh. I loved this book. It was such a good book. I understand why they couldn't make it to you. It's like, because of the... But then she says, no, actually I'm fine. And the boat just sliced through my vest, sliced it in half. I've thought about this a lot. I've imagined what it's like to be in the lake and shoving my head underneath my vest and like how close those those warring blades would actually come to I my head. I can still feel the blade on my neck. Yeah, and I think about it honestly all the time. And I love this bug. I think it's really so great and such a thrill. And I was screaming and shrieking and dying laughing yeah same so she hurry she quickly swims back to the shore and liz is screaming wait wait where are you going sarah runs straight to her cabin changes her clothes this has got to get away got to get away got to get got to tell me about it if you got the time and she decides she's gonna just immediately run through the woods into town and once she's in like she uh, she's gonna run whatever she'll fucking figure the rest out she's got to get out of here gotta get out of here right now and she runs out the door of the cabin and runs straight into brianna brianna says where are you going you're leaving? You're leaving? She says, yes. And Brianna gets that same strange expression on her face and says, good luck. So, so you guys, Sarah's done with camp, you guys. The enter act three. Sarah's in the woods. So she's running and running and running. And then she hear, she comes to a fork in, uh, on the path and then hears some singing. And she lo- looks over and sees that Della is sitting on a low branch in a tree, singing, her head tilting back and forth. And Sarah screams, no, I'm not going to be your buddy. I'm never going to the lake again. I'm never going to drown like you. And Della says, drown? How, How could, could anyone, anyone drown, drown at Camp Cold Lake? Lake? They give you a lecture about water safety every five minutes. No one's ever <laughs> drowned at Camp Cold Lake. No one's ever drowned at Camp you Cold see, Lake. You see, it's a simple story. What are you talking about? I got bored I during, during a water safety lecture, and I wandered into the woods, and I was bitten by a poisonous snake. You, you see, see, these the woods, woods are filled, filled with deadly, deadly poisonous snakes, snakes. and it's, it's nearly impossible to cross through these woods, woods without getting bitten. bitten. But why? And Sarah's like, What? Why, why are you always by the lake? And she said, <laughs> that, was that was my, my plan, plan. To, to make you terrified of the lake, lake so you'd so you run, run into the woods and get, get bitten by a snake and die like, like me and be, be my buddy. buddy. <laughs> and she says, look, Sarah. And then this fat black snake pops out of the ground and curls around Sarah's leg and squeezes, squeezes, squeezes as Della starts chanting, buddies forever, buddies forever. Buddies forever, Della sang. Buddies forever. Isn't this fucking nuts, you guys? No one ever drowned at Camp Cold Lake because of those rules. It was the poison snakes in the woods that killed Della. Such a nasty, sexy twist. Oh I... my god, I'm screeching. So the the snake tightens, tightens, tightens and around her leg is about to strike Ouchie. when when she hears Brianna scream, "Sarah's not your buddy!" And Brianna grabs the snake from like. <laughs> 
from Sarah's leg and throws it into the trees. Sarah can't be your buddy, she says, because she's my buddy. She says, you see, Della tried all this shit on me last year, and she didn't think I'd be back, but sh- but I came back. I came back to warn the next girl. And Sarah's like, yeah, Brianna's my buddy, and you know what? I'm going to come back next summer, too, to warn the next girl. Yeah. And Della's, this is so ludicrous to me. Yes. Della's so angry at them that she, sh- she starts shaking her fists at them in archetypal rage and is like, no, no, you foiled my plans. She loses balance on the, the branch she's sitting on and she falls off and vanishes into thin air. And like <laughs> and that's Della the end of Della. is gone. No, and, no. And Sarah's like, thank you, Brianna, for saving my life. And she goes to hug Brianna, but her arms go right through her. And Brianna says, you see, Della killed me last summer, Sarah, on the last day of camp. I didn't, it's, but I didn't want to be her buddy. I just never liked her. I didn't want to be your buddy. I didn't like her at all. And Brianna starts floating in the air above them and all of a sudden has a snake in her hand. And she says, but I need a buddy. Everyone has to be a buddy. You'll be my buddy, won't you, Sarah? So here's the first paragraph and the last paragraph of the book. I got, I got off, off to a bad, bad start, start at Camp, at Cold, Camp Lake. Cold Lake. You'll be my buddy, won't you? Brianna repeated. You'll be my buddy. Forever. It's just so wonderful. It is the best. And if you don't agree, you can go drown. It's so ludicrous. None of it makes sense. It's amazing. I love Brianna being like, yeah, I'm, she, she, me. Want, she wanted to be my buddy. And she killed me to make her my, my, my buddy. But I didn't like her. I needed a new buddy. I want to be your buddy, There's Sarah. also some major plot holes there. Because, major. like, how is Brianna around, like, sleeping and stuff? And I thought she and Meg were best friends. Why should she kill Meg and make her her buddy instead of stupid old Thera? It doesn't make any sense, but I absolutely love it. I really It doesn't think matter if it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. It, I'm so sad that this one is over because I just want to kind of live inside this book. It is. It is just... When I think of my favorites of the series, and in a few episodes from now, Daniel and I are going to do a retrospective of the series and talk about our thoughts on it. But like, what's up at the top for me is the Haunted Mask and Attack of the Jack Lanterns and the Curse of Camp Cold Lake. It's just so it, it it's such an easy, breezy, sexy, fun, thrilling, crazy, weird. Just and it's it's, classic the, it's read. the last one we get. Well, no, that's not true. Are you going to say The Haunted School is a ghost story? Yeah, that's true. But it's been a while since we've had just like a classic, good, old-fashioned ghost story. And it was like a really strong return to form. This is like, you know, we're in season six of Goosebumps and the diehard fans are still watching it. And this one episode comes along and the diehard fans are tweeting about it. And you're like, wait, what was that Goosebumps episode? You're like, you guys, Goosebumps just just dropped their greatest episode ever. And so people tune in and they're like, wow, I forgot that Goosebumps is good. Like in season six, they had one of their best episodes ever and people are like what's your favorite season of goosebumps like season one season two but i don't know six had some of the strongest and this is what i'm talking about bitch yeah and and uh just to go back about why there is no tv episode you know it was later in the series although they did make some books that were that came out much later than this definitely there are a handful of them yeah you know cry the cat there was ones that there were bright of the living dummy there were ones that came out way later that were made into books but i think it is because of our main character has the plan to kill herself. Yeah. I think that's just not something that I, I, I can't imagine a kid's TV show being like, that's cool. And of course we don't, you know, agree with that either. I just think this is a, for such a, it's a, it's such a silly, fun, dark trope for this. I book. know it's just so deeply wonderful. I love it. I highly recommend it. 
you know, if you just want a quick summary or listen to the audiobook. The Lol. audiobook is so funny, you guys. It's so good. So, you guys, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to stalk us and be our buddy, um, my Instagram yeah, is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. And my Twitter is I about you, Jane. My Instagram is Daniel X Montgomery, and my Twitter is Daniel Montgomery. Say Will you be hi. Our or you buddy? can email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com. Tell us your thoughts. Yes, you be guys. Be our buddies. Be our buddies forever. Don't turn invisible. Next time. We have my best friend is invisible, number 57. Vincent. My best friend, my best buddy. You'll be my buddy, won't you? If you dare. But I need a buddy, she whispered. Everyone has to have a buddy. You'll be my buddy, won't you, Sarah? I saw the hissing snake in her hand. But I couldn't move. You'll be my buddy, won't you? Brianna repeated. You'll be my buddy forever.